Hello everyone, welcome to the BreakCast, the official podcast of thepopbreak.com. My name is Bill Bodkin, I'm going to be your host, and the editor. I am also the editor-in-chief and co-founder of the site. And today on the BreakCast, we are talking about AEW's all-out pay-per-view happening this Saturday night, live from Chicago. And I am joined on this podcast by one of the longest-running staff members of thepopbreak.com. He is a senior editor. He's the Hebrew Hammer. He uh, he and I almost did a demo tape for commentary for WWE in college. Uh, he's a former WWE employee, and of course, he is one of the great writers of thepopbreak.com. His name is Michael Dworkus. What's up, buddy? Doing all right. Thank you very much for that very, very, I mean, accurate but flattering introduction. Thank you. Of course, my friend. I try, <laughs> I try, I try and uh, mim- rip off David Starr's intro. If you don't know him, he's uh, got quite the intro these days. Um, nice. So we- I, I like how you got in there. The uh, the almost did the demo in college. <laughs> we almost did. It was a blizzard, and yep. my college girlfriend was like, "You have to drive me home to Bayonne." <laughs> In the middle of this blizzard, mm-hmm. for I don't know why. We had, what, 18 inches that night? 18 inches, and then I had to go back to Rutgers to pick up stuff for to do a paper. Mm-hmm. I got I, I, I left school that day. I told my parents, I'll be home in like three hours. It took me about 10 to get home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to try out for WWE, and I was, I was going to be the uh, Jerry Lawler to your Jim Ross, or vice versa, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of Jim Ross, we like I said, we are talking about AEW, All Elite Wrestling. They got the big pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, going to be their last show before the big launch on TNT. So what we're going to do, Mike, starting off is we're going to start talking about our, you know, what we think of AEW so far, even going back to a year ago for All In. So, Mike, um, you know, I've made my thoughts on AEW clear on the site, but which I'll reiterate later, but... What's your relationship with uh, the AE Dubs? Um, I've enjoyed the programming so far. I mean, the the initial pay-per-views from uh, All In to uh, Fighter Fest, the productions have been great. Uh, one of the things that struck me the most is that the professionalism and the quality of the shows. I mean, you really felt that this was big, a big show, a big pay-per-view event. I mean, you know, sometimes when you think of uh, new promotions starting out, you know, they start out small, the venues aren't that big, but they really di- they really uh, put their all in, uh, using a pun, haha, um, into <laughs> they they really they really did though. I mean, they they're showing that they really are serious about the product that they're putting on, and you could also see it in the talent and in the matches themselves. You can tell that they're all invested into the show. They really want to put on a good show. Um, nobody slept, walked through anything. And you, you could tell there was a sense of enjoyment and real anticipation for uh, what they were doing. Um, you know, I've watched every AEW event, um, even you know everything that was on uh, Bleacher Live. And I have to say, I've been very impressed with the program and one of the things that I said to a friend of mine who was uh, watching with me, um, watching AEW really got me excited for uh, wrestling again. I felt like I was out of some, you know, standard mundane routine and something new 
and innovating was on my television. Well, for people who don't know your history with ThePopBreak.com, I mean, you've been with us, and we're celebrating our 10th anniversary coming up at the end of September. Um, you've been with us for, I would say, close to seven years, if not more, and your role has been your Monday Night Raw all the pay-per-views for a very long yep. time before you were inundated with uh, a gaggle of girls <laughs> at your house. Um, but you did everything. You, you've you covered Raw, and you still do, um, cover a lot of Raw and a lot of the pay-per-views. Uh, when you say you were falling out of love with wrestling, what was it? I, I'm not talking like slagging WWE, but what was it about wrestling that you just you know weren't vibing with anymore? The, the thing was is that the the program became stale. I didn't feel that there was much investment from the wrestlers, from the program. It just felt like, hey, it's another show. Here's what you're giving you. Take it or leave it. And, you know, maybe the storylines became repetitive, mundane. Um, even the talent. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get into a lot of the stars that they were bringing in. And also the feeling that the new main eventers were kind of forced into the spotlight, were forced down our throats. I mean, some examples more current than uh, than I can think of, you know, Roman Reigns and uh, Dean Ambrose. Um, Dean Ambrose, he was a guy people really got behind, and whenever they pushed Roman Reigns ahead, he got booed more, but then Dean Ambrose, he it was like that dark horse. He just kept coming back over and over, and the crowd continued to rally behind him because it was what he brought to the screen he brought unpredictability he was great on the mic but instead it was like oh well, no roman reigns is there we need him you know front and center uh, on the screen and that's the thing i think the storyline suffered just and i mean we've said before vince he has his favorites i think the overall program and the storyline suffer just because of one or two wrestlers that have to be put on tv all the time that the focus has to be on them. Um, so what did I mean, A, so what did AEW bring in your opinion that that changed all that? It felt new, it felt exciting. I mean, it didn't feel like that one or two individuals were the focus of the show. We didn't have to take a backstage break between every match to further a storyline. Um, there were a lot of similarities with the New Japan program where one match ended yeah, we had a little bit of a break, and then it rolled right into the next match. It kept you invested. There was, I mean, you, it's okay to have a little bit of downtime, a commercial or, or two, but there wasn't something that killed the mood. It wasn't like, all right, let's go backstage for a promo, and then let's have some you know, more uh, back-and-forth banter in a locker room. That, it feels like it, it disrupts the flow of the show. But like New Japan and what AEW did is that they had match into the next match, and you were interested in the wrestlers. You were interested in the wrestling that was going on. Um, there was a, like I said, there was an exciting feel to that because it felt different from the routine programming we've been used to for, you know, close to a decade. And what do you think about like we're seeing something really different? I mean, the last company we saw that had you know some money behind it that started was you know TNA mm -hmm. back in the day. But even then, that that. You know, it was like kind of still felt very indie-ish. Um, what did you like when they decided when they announced they were doing a new company in on January first? What was your initial thoughts on like 
how could how and after that press conference, like what were your initial reactions of like, well, is this thing, were you in, were you all in? Pun, pun <laughs> I mean, all I was, them, or did you take a wait and see approach? First, for me, I was very much like, I have followed these guys for a long time. I really enjoyed All In. I thought the build to All In was great, mm-hmm. but you know, I got into these guys. I was like, I want to see. For me, I was like, I just want to see more wrestling, and so I was like, all right, cool. I'll I'll, I'll follow them and, and get on board with it. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you on that one because this was new and I. I was a little skeptical because we know there have been other promotions that have tried to, you know, become the number two company. Um, I know years ago Ring of Honor tried it. I mean, of course, TNA tried it and didn't really meet the success that people had hoped for. But there was this feeling that when Cody came out, did the announcement with the Young Bucks and put everything out there and said, hey, we're serious about this, I had a feeling that he really meant it and that they really had a, a solid plan in mind, not just words to say, Hey, we're going to do this, but it was words with a plan of action. Um, and f- you know, I was watching new Japan more often because I was looking for something else to watch and knowing that there's another company who's really trying to make a name for themselves and rather quickly gave me, you know, I, I had a little bit of chills. I'm thinking, Hey, is it really possible that they could do it, um, and also the fact that you know they had a lot of talent that has been known in New Japan, even in TNA Impact and on the Indies. You know, uh, SCU, the Young Bucks, uh, Luchasaurus, uh, Hangman Page. You know, it's not like hey, we're a new company, we're just going to bring in a bunch of new people. People or, or retread WWE guys, mm-hmm. all exactly. WWE, all WWE guys, right? And and bringing people we haven't seen in uh, five ten years. Um, which I, as a side note, I think that was part of where TNA really dropped the ball um, on uh, trying to be number two. But uh, going back to AEW, you know, they they had they had wrestlers who had who have a solid fan base, whether it's on the Indies, New Japan. And with them all coming together to AEW, you really had a sense that this was going to be a serious play by Cody Rhodes. So I definitely had more hopes than I've had for any other promotion so far. Uh, we, uh, I mean, one of the crazy things about this was January, early January, they do their first press conference. And mm-hmm. by May, they were on TNT, announced they were on TNT. Um how do you feel about this? Is like that—that's insane, right? Like it's not it's just absolutely that they're—they're they're already there, and it's. So let's go. Let's let's go to like. Do you are you were you do you have any concerns or reservations on how fast they're going? Is it too big, too fast right away, or do you feel like this is the right track for them? So it's a funny thing, you know. Maybe if this was ten years ago, I would have said this is too fast for a company to to move at this pace. But thinking about where the state of wrestling is and the advantages of social media, you know, YouTube and the accessibility of streaming uh, uh, television, I think this is the right play now because people want to eat it's like with netflix or uh, amazon prime there are constantly new shows being streamed so always something new and that's what people love now on television people love grabbing something new and being able to say oh did you see this new show they want to be the first to see something that's got a novelty to it and aw is jumping on that 
they're moving fast enough where, hey, we made our announcement and now boom, we're going to television. They have the attention of, of wrestling fans and this is the way to keep that attention rather than waiting another year or two years where people say, ah, oh, it's all right, I, I found something else to watch. If that buzz is hot, you gotta run with it and you gotta run fast. Now we've talked a lot of positive about AEW so far, but what do you, since you've seen Double or Nothing, Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, it's only three shows, what are some things that you haven't liked about AEW so far? Um, some things that concerned was the commentary. Sometimes I felt like the commentary didn't gel well. I mean, when Jim Ross was on, he was on. He had a couple moments where I think maybe just miscommunication with some of the other uh, commentators. Um, but I think as they get used to working together as a team, they'll definitely uh, streamline better. Um, so that was one, one of the things that concerned. The other thing that concerned me a little bit, um, you know, maybe a little too much with trying to mimic WWE's big grand pyro. Um, having a Titan Tron or, you know, having a big screen that seems like the standard now, so that's not something I'm too concerned with. Um, one thing is, and I'm sure we'll probably talk more about this when we get to uh, talking about the card, but it's um, one of the things that st struck with me was the big chair shot of doom that Cody Rhodes took. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I, and also, the, you know, we had that, uh, the, uh, uh, what's it called? <laughs> the, um, the, Uncent not the uncensored match. The, the unsanctioned uh, match. Between, unsanctioned, thank you. The unsanctioned match. My, like, good, my good buddy Joey Janela, who I did a shot <laughs> with at a bar one time, and uh, John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose. Mm -hmm. um, now, the match was great, but it's the, the, it was somehow how, how they introduced it. I mean, I, I like that they made some sort of separation, but... I don't want this to be a routine thing because I, if this becomes routine, I think they said it's not. I think after okay, that they good. said it's not going to be on TNT. Like okay, they can't, good. they can't. Um, but no. um, but they said on pay per view, which I think they're saying they're going to do four to six a year, which I really like. Um, you would probably see something more intense or bloody. Right. That yeah. That'd be I. I would be okay with if if it, it has to maintain that novelty. Whereas things like Hell in the Cell or Extreme Rules, like things that WWE have done, they've you know drilled that into the ground so much that it's lost the flavor. It, you know, it's it's nothing special anymore. So with some of their novelty matches, if they can keep that novelty, keep it special, then I won't be so concerned. One criticism I've heard from a lot of people about AEW is they're not introducing their talent enough on the shows. Um, that people who are just tuning in don't know who these guys or these men and women are. Now I follow because I'm a nerd. I follow <laughs> all the the YouTube stuff. I follow everything on Twitter. I watch the Road Two specials, which are really wonderfully produced. I think. Um, how do you feel about the presentation of the talent, especially ones that you don't know? I mean, I ha I have heard the same complaint, but. I'm one of the. I'm probably one of the minority then that did not have it. I don't mind, you know, matches starting and introduced to people who I don't know, because I get. I feel like I would get to know who they are in the matches. Another thing to keep in mind, you know, everything's pretty much on social media, YouTube. 
we're at an age where it's not like we got to go rush out to the newsstand to pick up a PWI magazine or a pro wrestling. Uh, hey, PWI uh, 500 just yeah. came out today, baby. Yep. I know. I had, I had to throw that in there. Um, I, I want to pick it up to see who. Because yeah. it's like every year I'm like, I know it's BS, but I, I yeah. still want to read it. Yeah. But um, I know the, the, the whole posting that Seth Rollins was number one. Uh, I mean, we'll probably get to that later, but uh, it, it, uh, that really didn't. I don't know. I didn't really uh, feel it. wasn't wasn't a fan. Yeah, I don't think um, Will Ospreay was a fan either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he got shelved a little bit. But uh, I mean, in terms of you know new talent, you know this is an era where somebody watching TV can quickly flip out their phone, go on YouTube, watch uh, you know part of a match, or go on Wikipedia to find out who these guys are, rather than having to be like, well, I got to pick up a wrestling magazine. We have the information handy. So for those who want to know about them, we have access to it now. I felt um, I felt like that's a very it was that argument it felt very stodgy. Mm. Like it's like you can spend ten minutes, like a minute, like spend ten minutes of your day on YouTube if you really want like wrestling to watch yeah. that. You know, did you like t- ten million people viewed Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman <laughs> in a friggin' arm wrestling match? Know, like right? <laughs> you could take the five minutes to watch like an introduction of a character for AEW yeah. or or like even other stuff WWE does. I don't want to be this is the crap on WWE show, but <laughs> I just told uh, I don't know if I told you or someone else the NXT UK uh, take uh, the Cardiff Takeover the twenty four minute documentary putting over Walter and Tyler Bate like. Oh, I wow. wish I wish they did stuff like that for their main event stuff because the way they did it, they did it like a documentary, like a big fight documentary. And I'm like, and that's what AEW does. Yeah. Like I don't know. Do you watch the YouTube stuff? Yeah, I've been watching the YouTube stuff, and and it's funny. I feel like those are produced with, with so much, you know, the the quality is is better, and you can almost feel like it's like that big fight feel. Like wow. You really care about these people. You really want to see the show that they're going to put on. Uh, but I do um, feel the one knock I'm going to give on that mm-hmm. is a lot of that that goes to Cody's matches, whereas mm-hmm. I really want that for some other matches. Yeah, I, I do agree. There is that, and actually, that did remind me one of the things I my concerns about AEW is I don't want Cody to become Triple H. Like mm-hmm. there's. You know he's got his big matches, and yeah, there's a lot of focus on it. But I've noticed he's been on quite the winning streak. Well, <laughs> he's he's, got, he's yeah. two he's two zero and one, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the other thing: wins and losses matter. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, I'm glad. Some, pe- some yeah. people say call bullshit. They're like, it's it's not it's there either. It's like it it's not gonna matter, or it's gonna fade by the go by the wayside within six months. Right. I mean. That could absolutely happen. It could fall by the wayside six months to a year. But initially, if there is that feeling that wins and losses matter, that means that if you rack up the wins, you can expect that wrestler to be in line for a title match or a, a main event match or you know something big at the next pay-per-view, which that, that's the thing too. They're not going to be you know throwing pay-per-views every month. They're not going to be beating us to death with four-hour you know, uh, rest holds. It's going to be, you know, spaced out, which is what I think made wrestling fun to watch is that the big pay-per-views weren't, you know, three to four weeks apart. They were spread out. And that's when you had the big fight feel. 
Um, and yeah, I know we're trying to not, not make this the uh, anti-WWE thing, but what, so I'll start with praising WWE when they did cut back on the pay-per-views. Even with the brand split, when they scaled back the pay-per-views, it brought back a little bit of the novelty of the big matches. Or if but, you want yeah. to go conversely, look at NXT. Right. Takeover Takeovers. means something. Exactly. Takeovers do mean something because they only fought, they're only, you know, the night before what's considered the big pay-per-view, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, of course. Um, so when those takeovers happen, it's it's similar to the feel of like you know pay-per-views you know 20 years ago when they are once every two to three months rather than once a month. And if AEW can capture that same feeling where it's okay three months till the next pay-per-view, even two months to the next pay-per-view, there's gonna have to be that big two to three month build rather than a quick all right let's throw these two guys together, and that's where the wins and losses matter because if it's somebody's on a win streak. You're gonna and continues to do so in that gap of two to three months. You can expect big things at the pay per view. So I, I really hope that the wins and losses do matter. And like I was saying, my concern with Cody, you know, if Cody keeps getting the wins, people may say, "Oh, does that mean he's going to be in line for an AEW title shot?" And I imagine I haven't heard a lot of chatter online, but I imagine it could, you know, become present if Cody keeps racking up the wins. Someone out there is going to be like, oh, I bet he's going to be AEW champion any day now. And that could be harmful to the company's success. Well, I think a lot of people, anytime the elite, the young bucks are three, you know, and then people, mm -hmm. people are yeah. saying, well, the elite are going to book themselves to win. Well, right. initially out the gates, the convert, the argument to that is they're the draws. Yeah, that's true. The young bucks, the young bucks are the draws. So. Are you going to job those guys out and have them just lose all their matches? Yeah. Now we're going to get. Uh, I think this would be a nice time to transition into yeah. the the card itself, when we can sure. start talking about you know how we feel this this whole whole shebang mm -hmm. is going to shape up. And I'm just going to pull up the card real quick yeah. uh, because we do have uh, some I wrote out because something like the Casino Battle Royale is is very long and has a lot of names to it that were not on the Wikipedia page. So, we're going to start with the buy-in, which is which is their the official name for their um, pre-show. And uh, the pre-shows always and haven't always been good for AEW. True, yeah. Uh, I have to say the fight the Fighter Fest uh, one was pretty outside of the opening three-way match between SCU private party and uh, best friends after that it was uh, it was a slew of hot garbage uh, um, I, yeah. I think fight for the fallen was a little better and I, I everyone hit, a lot of people knocked the first casino battle royale but I liked it because mm. that's just me so, so we're gonna start off with um, it's gonna be the aforementioned private party Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn Taking on Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, this is going to be on. So this is kicking things off with some tag team action. Uh, so Mike, start with you first. Who do you got in this match? What do you think? What do you and what do you think of it? Um, this one, I'm I'm going to pick uh, Private Party. I th I mean the the last match at uh, Fighter Fest. Um, I mean they they blew me away. They're incredibly talented. Um, definitely entertaining in the match. Um, not just the wrestling, but just 
you know, body language, facial expressions, they they really brought the <laughs> brought the show uh, up uh, definitely a couple notches. I mean, you know, um, and uh, I can't pronounce it the way you do, Angelico, Angelico. I can't. I just don't have. Well, them. it's weird because it's Angelico, <laughs> but they keep calling him Angelico. Ange- so yeah. whatever. People know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jack Evans. I mean. I mean, we we know what they're capable of. They've been around a long time. Jack Evans, days back, early Ring of Honor. I mean, the, these guys bring it every time. I mean, they kind of act like jerks in the ring, but hey, that's part of the fun. It's part of their gimmick. So you want to see them fly around and then get kicked in the face. I'm good with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean that, but that's the thing. Like a match between, but with with all four of these guys kicking off. Um, kicking off the pay-per-view i think that'll really you know offset um the the, i guess you know the little bit of the the letdown from the last pre-show i think this will really set the stage for hey this is gonna be high impact this is gonna be exciting get on your feet because this is gonna be a good show so this will be the match to do it uh and what how do you feel about aew's tag team division uh the you know the unbucks saying we're gonna give you the best tag team division in the world Couple shows in, how do, how do you rate their tag team division? Um, so far, I'm satisfied. I've I've enjoyed seeing SoCal Uncensored. I've, I mean, I, I got to go straight to Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Um, they're they're hysterical. I love watching them on uh, on the YouTube show. Uh, being the elite. Uh, being the elite. It, it's I, and that's what I was saying before. Like that novelty. That's what we've been missing. Like those antics. It's not forced humor. It's just this comedy that i feel like you just you it, it goes on screen and you just have to love it it's it's different it's not i mean look it could be scripted for all i know but they do such a good job at it you couldn't you couldn't even tell they could be improving for all i know and it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy how those two got so like at fight for so the fall popular people were just losing their minds <laughs> yeah. over everything they did and yeah. as as was i at home mm-hmm. um I'm going to get into the crowd once we get to the main show, but um, I am wondering, so Jack Evans and Angelico are 0-2 mm-hmm. in AEW. Uh, Private Party is going into the second TV taping to take on the Young Bucks. I think you're right. I think Private Party's going to win because they have the momentum. Would it stun me if Jack Evans and Angelico won because they've lost so much already? No, but I think Private Party, especially going into TV, that's going to be something. And I think maybe Angelico and Jack Evans, once the tag team tournament starts on TV, I think you're going to see them pick up the wins there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely see that. So now we're going to go into the the. <laughs> let's just jump into the big one. It's going to be the twenty one woman casino battle royale. And for those who don't remember the first casino battle royale, it's going to be entrants uh, coming in uh, five at a time. They're going to each be uh, a card is drawn from a deck, and whatever the um, the uh, suit is, so you're going to have the hearts, diamonds, uh, clubs, and spades, and they all come out in clusters. Um, the first one was, and there's one wild card. Now, the one wild card last year, well, I'm sorry, last year, it feels like a year ago, <laughs> at Double or Nothing was Hangman Adam Page, and that was due to politics and whatnot. Right. So this is going to be to determine uh, the number one contender for the women's title. So in this battle royal announced officially, Nyla Rose, Brit, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Allie, 
Brandy Rhodes, Teal Piper, and for those wondering, yes, this is Roddy Piper's real-life daughter. Ivelisse, formerly of Lucha Underground. Um, jazz, and yes, that Jazz. Uh, Big Swole, who uh, was in a Mae Young Classic. She's married to Cedric Alexander. Uh, Sadie Gibbs, who's been under contract with AEW, but this is her official debut. Awesome Kong. Uh, Australian female wrestler Shaza McKenzie. Also, I did some research and saw B Priestley, who nice. she's in. She's in in Chicago, so I'm going to assume she's in it. Two women who were signed to the AEW roster that haven't been announced, but I'm going to say they're going to be in it are the librarian Leva Bates and Penelope Ford. Um, there is also Starcast happening at this same time, so we're looking at how many women they said. There's 10 women, uh, so 11 women have been announced, 10 are unannounced, so the two I, uh, the two I mentioned, um, Bates and Ford, that would be, so you have 8 leftovers. Right. We have StarCast going on at that same time, and you have names like, and I clicked on the wrong damn link, um, you have names like ODB, uh, Medusa, Rosemary, uh, of course, she is signed to Impact, so that would be difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. The former Impact star, the Smoke Show, Scarlet Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have, as soon as the page loads, I'll tell you. Um, you have, wow, this one, it, it takes a while for this page to load. Um, you also have uh, Medusa, although given her recent WWE stuff, I can't see that happening, although Bret Hart showed up at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm, uh, true. You also have Allison K. I see Allison yeah. K. Formerly, who was yep. in the Mae Young Classic, formerly mm-hmm. known as Sienna. She's the NWA Women's Champion. Oh, nice. Uh, Tennille Dashwood, the Tennille former Short. Emma. Uh, Selena De Laurenta is an MLW. She's a manager, not really a wrestler. Noella Foley really isn't a wrestler. Um, and Alicia Tout is an interviewer, so she will not be wrestling. Oh. So, do you have any thoughts and theories of anyone that we could be seeing that maybe we've seen in AEW already, or people out there in the ether that maybe we're not thinking of? Um, you know, so that's the thing. Like, uh, you have a little bit of advantage. I don't know who all of these women are, but that's one of the things I look forward to in this battle royal is that I'll get to learn who they are. I'll see, you know, who they are, how talented they are. Um, I mean, from but from the past pay-per-views, definitely some of the favorites I think would be Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, uh, B Priestley, and when I, I remember seeing B Pri- in the last pay-per-view, she impressed me the most. Um, she is awesome. She is awesome. And I've seen her. I saw some of her stuff a few years back when she was with um, Will Ospreay in What Culture Pro Wrestling. Throwing it back oh, wow. a little bit, uh, and she was fine she was fine but she spent a lot of time in japan man and she's and she has shown she's a she's an absolute killer right now right. yeah um but yeah i think you know i think lately and i know they started to push ally but i'm not the biggest fan of ally she's that match with brandy was rough yeah that, that was hard to watch um and that's the thing you know with brandy being in here also as well as awesome kong so you could you know, predict that okay, Brandy and Kong may team up. We could get you know the swerve where Kong throws out Brandy, or Brandy somehow turns on Kong, and that causes a feud. 
Um, and that would that would concern me if somehow they storyline this battle royal into uh, you know Awesome Kong helping Brandy get clo- get closer to the uh, women's title. That that would concern me. Yeah, same. A lot of people were like, "Oh, so she's Stephanie McMahon now," and I'm like, exactly. "Well, yeah. well, yes and no." I loved when she was like, "Oh, I'm in my gear. Here's Awesome Kong," because mm-hmm. yes, nobody that was- saw that coming. Right. Um, I think we do see Aja Kong here. Um, she was right. showed up at Fighter Fat. Uh, no, Fight for the Fallen. She was in the first one. I think we could see her as a surprise. I feel like we're gonna see one or two other Joshi wrestlers over here. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen Yuka Sakazaki and um, now Riho and Emi and uh, here Kurushida are already in a match. But I can see one or two, um, you know, Joshi in there. Is there anyone you think that we're not thinking of? Because, you know, that wild card kind of indicates right. something big is going to happen. Right. Now, this another wild card could be Awesome Kong at the end. You know what I mean? But right. do you think there's they have a couple aces up their sleeve that they're going to pull out? Um, It could happen. I mean, I, I, I would like to be surprised by somebody we haven't seen in a while. And I, I don't, and I don't know if, you know she is still wrestling or she she called it quits i i haven't followed up with you know on any news with her but sometimes i say hey whatever happened to aj lee well she lives around the corner <laughs> i mean probably literally lives yeah. around the corner uh, i was thinking that today too in the car i'm just like man aj lee would be one hell of a get i mean she hasn't yep. wrestled since she left w since I, I guess since Paige beat her, or I guess she had a yeah. no, she had a match with like uh, what was her last one? Was that WrestleMania? Was one of her last ones? Uh, yeah, it was shortly after. I mean, she dropped. I think it was, she dropped the title, right? She no, was, because she did never... that tag. She did that tag match with Paige, right? It was all oh, right. I think. Uh, hmm. I don't uh, remember. I don't remember either. It's been that long. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, here. Here comes the nerds typing on a podcast. One, one second. All right. Uh, <laughs> Listen, hold on. Divas Championship in return. Return to Raw. A six woman to the next match. Uh, Oh, she was... Okay, so she retired the night after WrestleMania 31. Uh, That was two... um, That looks like 2014. So it's been five years, just like Punk. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, She would be hell of a get... The one I keep hoping they're going to get, and I don't think it's going to happen, and they've talked about it too. Hmm. I really want Tessa Blanchard to come out. Oh yeah, I really because yeah. that was my p- prediction at Double or Nothing. I'm like Tessa Blanchard's going to come out at 21. <laughs> she's going to win, and her and Kenny Omega are going to fight for the title. <laughs> that didn't happen. No, but I would love to see Tessa AJ. Um, I could see them bringing in someone like ODB. To come in there, pop the crowd. Right. Um, they did that at the, the Double or Nothing day. Like Dreamer came out, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Anyone else? Like who else could come out that would be a just like kind of mm-hmm. pop the crowd? I can't really think of anybody. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's the yeah, a lot of the you know major female stars that we know from maybe ten years ago. There, I mean, like. They're considered WWE legends, but hey, like you said, Bret Hart showed up to present the AEW title. 
I mean, what would happen if, say, Lita showed up out of nowhere? I mean, that I mean, would be insane. That'd, I mean, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Let me go to Lita's Twitter and see what she's doing right now. <laughs> uh, she's not a Starcast this year, so... What's up, Lita? Oh, she has that... Oh, she has that, like, random... Oh, yeah, she... I, it never pops up. Because she has... It's something like Machete Girl. That's her Twitter. Uh-huh. It's just like, geez, Lou... No, she doesn't even have that anywhere. You know what? Sorry, Lita. I don't want you showing up. It's too hard to nope. find her on Twitter. Although I would crap my pants if she showed up. Um, so that'd be cool. So who do you... So you're, so you're saying you're... Come down to, like... Because these are always hard. Yeah. Who do you think comes out on top of this one? Because there's one other person who we haven't mentioned who actually has kind of disappeared from AEW, and that's Kylie Ray. That's she right. She was on the first one, and then there was this thing where she was injured, and we have not seen or heard from her since May. And she she deleted her Twitter, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is not good." And rumor and innuendo was she like kind of cr- maybe cracked under some pressure, or maybe she has a legit injury. Who knows? Um, so maybe she's a surprise. She's a, she's from the Midwest. I'd probably get a big pop. But who do you think? If you can't pick a winner, who's in the ring? Final two to four. Um, for you know, I could I could give you a final four. I could say it could come down to Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, B Priestley. And we'll say Awesome Kong. I'll go with Awesome Kong in that for the for the final four. I'll I'll, I'll buy that final four. And who, and if you had your druther, okay, let's say who do you <laughs> want, and who do you think? I I want Nyla Rose to win. That'd be cool. But I think that it could go to Britt Baker. I like the Nyla Rose call. Because I liked her in that um, that three way, especially mm-hmm. when she did that hanging, oh, God, diving was... knee drop. I was just like, that's sick as hell. Yep. Um, and Excalibur had a great call on that. Yeah, great call. By the way, you saw that Tony Schiavone is going to do TV for them. I I did. Um, I have some thoughts about that. <laughs> well, if you have you heard his stuff in MLW this year over the past year. Um, no, I have not. So, if you remember Tony Schiavone from the end of WCW, completely put that out of your mind. Okay. Because uh, he, like, like I was like, when an MLW did that, I was just like, oh, shit, really, uh, Tony Schiavone? And then, yeah. like, when I heard him calling, I'm like, oh, my God, like, he sounds like he loves wrestling again. And, like, uh-huh. he's into Like, he was into it. So, I was like, so it's going to be cool. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I, I think, I think it will be Brit. Like, she's been the face of the company, uh, so uh, like the women's division, mm-hmm. and they don't have that home run hitter. That's my one. I, right. If I have a knock on AEW's women's division, every division, like if you look at Impact, it's Tessa Blanchard, Jordan Grace, Ty Valkyrie. You look at WWE. I mean, we obviously know what they got. We know what NXT has. You know, I would say, you know, if you're gonna, you know, they're number three AEW in terms of the quality of content of the women's division and that's not to say they're bad it's just like they don't have not built that marquee name yet right it's like you have you have a lot of potentials but no standouts just yet outside of awesome con mm-hmm. yeah i mean people that's the thing because she's already in name people know her already absolutely uh, so 
We are both going to go Britt Baker on that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next match on the card. So we're going to go to the main card. Let's move away from the women's match. Let's talk about the match you want to talk about the most, <laughs> and that is SCU uh, taking on the brand spanking new team sort of of Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, when, when Marco Stunt showed up now, Again, I had no idea who he is. But oh, you my don't. First, oh, you don't know his story. I did not know his it's story. Insane. But I mean, n- n- now I've become familiar with him. And but when he when he first showed up, and that was um, it was Fight for the Fallen. It, my first reaction is, why is there a twelve-year-old on the turnbuckle? Dude, and, he and is. It was. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Everything afterwards. <laughs> So his whole thing was he showed up at Joey Janela's loss in New York a year ago. Mm-hmm. And he was in the audience, and he, this guy Kyle the Beast comes out and says, and now Marco's a trained wrestler, wrestling, I think it was out of Alabama, and Janela saw him somewhere, and he was just like, oh, I'm going to bring him in. And he, Kyle the Beast is like, I'll fight anybody. And he, Kyle's a big dude. I know his brother. And um, I shot a wedding with his brother once. And oh. uh, he was like, I'll fight you. And he's like, how old are you? You're not old enough to fight me. And then Marco goes, well, I'm old enough to do your mom. And <laughs> they proceeded to have a hell of a match. And Marco, did, they, you know, did all, you know, he bounced off Kyle because Kyle's a big dude, was able to stand right. on his shoulder, did all this stuff, and place went nuts. So then he got into the all-in, over-budget over battle royal. And uh, ever since then, yeah, I saw him, I've seen him a few times for GCW in Asbury, and he is, he is pint size. Yeah. Um, I I think this match could be one of my favorite matches of the show mm-hmm. because SCU I think like SCU is crazy underrated I, and because I've just seen the way when those three guys get in the ring and they operate they are, I feel like they're on another level and I think in AEW I've seen them in Ring of Honor they were good but when they got in those first couple matches at AEW especially the opener the main show opener on Double or Nothing, they were incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I mean, they had. They. I mean, the all three of them, Kazarian, Daniels, and Sky. I mean, they just gel so well. I mean, it's it's like a fluid performance that they that they know what to do. They they can feed off each other very easily. And no matter who they work with, I mean, they're o- they're always on their A game. Always. What's funny is remember they worked with OWE in the first mm-hmm. first show. You haven't heard much about them since. No, that was going to be a big part of AEW, and now now I think yeah they only focused on um, Shima. Shima, yeah, they they had Christopher Daniels versus Shima, and, I, and um, Kenny. That was yeah, and that was it. Like they really didn't do much afterwards, and I th- and I remember they made the big announcements uh, with uh, with the promotion, but uh, yeah, kind of kind of fizzled a little bit. Nothing. I mean, maybe they're waiting for television. And they'll bring I, it back, I've, but I don't know. I've heard that it's going to... Uh, I've heard, like, visa problems. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, who do you got in this one? <laughs> Man. Ah, uh, who do I have in this one? I mean... Ah, uh, man. I say, I say, like, I, I, I love SoCal. They're just that good. But... You know what? Let, let let's let's go let's make this fun. I'm I'm gonna pick Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Um, I think 
because you know I, that's collectively thing. known as a boy a boy and their what? dinosaur nice that that's a that's an awesome name boy a boy and his dinosaur fantastic um but i mean that's the thing like socal i i look at them a bit as you know they're they're the veterans i mean that's daniel's gimmick as being the ring general um you know nice uniform and everything Mm -hmm. but um you know i i think giving on a big pay-per-view like this i think having uh the the boys and the dinosaur go over the win i think would be a very good move um because i don't if i remember right i don't think luchasaurus and company won their last match no no they did not they were in the triple threat with the dark order and and angelico and jack evans right and that was that and the dark order came out on that one if i remember that is correct yep so i think i think this time around we need to give uh team dinosaur a victory here yeah i see you loses nothing by losing yeah. Um, and I think like the younger guys need a bit of that. And like they're so hot right. They, they're canceled. They're so hot right now yeah. uh, that you got to give them something. Um, let's go to um, okay the Joshi singles match, which is going to be Riho, who's been on pretty much every AEW show yeah. so far, uh, taking on Hikaru Shida. Uh, she was the team captain of the winning team that Riho was on uh, at Double or Nothing. Yep. Um, I mean, both both these Joshi wrestlers, they're they're great. They're very very uh, entertaining. Um, little hard to call because you know I'm I was trying to think like who would benefit best from a win. Um, I mean, like you said, Rio has been featured more often, so it is possible she may get a win if there's uh, future pushes for her. But um, you know what? You know, come to think of it, I, I would like to see somebody else get a little bit of a push. So I'm going to call uh, Hikaru on this one. I think it's going to be, um, yeah, I, I, see, I could see that because they, they definitely made a big deal out of signing her. Yeah. And, but I feel like the, the crowd is way more behind Rio right now. So I could see her going to the main event. And because she has that kind of never say die attitude, mm. she gets a lot of like sympathy. So if someone like a Nyla Rose or Awesome Kong won, mm. there's like that Spike Dudley character. The, you uh-huh. know, you know, I could see her getting ragdolled but doesn't give up and get, gets a really good match out of it. So I could, I'm gonna go Rio with this one. Okay. Let's okay. let's go to what has now been dubbed the Cracker Barrel Clash. <laughs> God damn it. Someone's going through the barrel, first off. That has the, yes, to that, happen. And it yeah. will be Janela. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be uh, King of the Goths, Jimmy Havoc, uh, taking on uh, Darby Allen, taking on the bad boy, Joey Janela, mm-hmm. Jersey Zone. Um, what did you think of how, how this match got set up? Um. I mean, it, they've done pretty well. I mean, all three guys. I mean, they're they're pretty unequal footing. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm not trying to think. Like, what's a good word to put, to put for this one? It's gonna be batch of crazy, is what. It's yeah, I mean, that, there you go. That's a good one. But I liked how that. See, I thought one of the best matches on Fight for the Fallen was that six man, mm-hmm. because yes. one thing I think AEW. I don't know if any people would agree with me on this, but. One thing I think AEW does very well is they do a good job at times of telling stories within the match. And that match was everyone hates Sean Spears. Like MGF doesn't yep. get along with Sean Spears, so 
They're not going to get along. Everyone hates Sammy Guevara because he's a jerk. Um, but Darby Allen desperately wants to, you know, make up for drawing to Cody, which I thought was a really cool idea. And Janela wants to make up for losing, and so does Jimmy Hat. They all want to win. So they all got in their own way. And then they all a bunch of hotheads, so they went at each other. I thought that was like, it's a simple, easy way to get a match that's super cool on paper. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very fluid. Like it felt like a natural progression in that latch in that last match. Um, and you're right, and you you know using uh, Sean Spears as as the focal point for this all coming together really worked well. And you know it, it led to something I don't think a lot of people expected. But then when it happened, it was like, yeah, we want to see these three guys go at it. My favorite part of this whole thing, mm-hmm. legit, was the promo they did with Blink One Eighty Two. That that was awesome. I saw that and I was just like, because I remember come, hearing from that concert how Janela and Enzo got into a fight. I was like, yeah. I hope Janela beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Um, so these are guys who've never won an AEW. Right. They've all they've all uh, have notches in the loss column. So I um, uh, so imagine if they just all lose again. Um, <laughs> just they have to stop it. Um, so who do you think comes out on top of this one? Um, I think this will be the match where Darby Allen gets his win. Um, they've been very high on him, you know, since coming into AEW, and this will be the match where he's against two guys that the wrestling fans already know. People know Janela, people know Havoc, and Darby. He's still, you know, still relatively new to to something mainstream like this. So I really think that this will be the prime opportunity for Allen to uh, go over two veterans. Hmm. See, I was thinking because Janela is like Janela already main evented one of the pay per views, mm-hmm. and I think Janela is like is funny. That guy is someone who I think in AEW is kind of like their unspoken guy who's like a talent scout because mm-hmm. he has a great eye for talent because he found Jungle Boy and he mm-hmm. found a lot of Marco. You know, I actually I think you're right with Darby Allen, but for some reason I'm gonna go with Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy's been a guy, remember, at Double or Nothing, he was out there. Uh, I mean, he kind of set up the four-way at Fighter Fest, but he was at, He came out to fight MJF. You know, he had his, you know, they singled him and Jungle Boy to go out there in a segment with Bret Hart. Yeah. That means something. Um, you're probably right with Darby Allen, but I think I'm going to go with Jimmy Havoc taking this one. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's move on to what is going to be a tag team match for the winner receives a first round bye in the inaugural AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament. We have the best friends, uh, the Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, or just Trent question mark, uh, taking on the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, formerly known as the Super Smash Brothers. Um, Let's talk about the Dark Order first. If there's been one really bad spot creatively in AEW, in my opinion, uh, it's been the Dark Order. Their debut got over like a fart in church. Or, (laughs) to keep it so we're all inclusive here, a fart in temple. Thank you. Uh, Hey, man, listen. You're not going into church anytime soon. So, you know, I was a big... I don't know if you ever saw them team previous to this, but... 
The Super Smash Brothers, to me, they're great. They had great matches with the Young Bucks and PWG. Unfortunately, due to immigration issues, they got yoinked and they, can, they had to wait five years to come back to the States. And that's why oh, AEW booked them full time. Yeah. Um, but man, oh man, like, I, like the fans don't like them. Now, do you think after their match at Fight for the Fallen, do you think the tide is turning for the Dark Order, or do you think this is just B A double D bad? Um, I th- I think it needs one more go because the la- last uh, of show really when we saw the Dark Order um, in the ring, and I mean they're I mean look we know them at, from as the Super Smash Bros. They're good, and we know that uh, they have good chemistry. But I 100% agree. the The debut of the gimmick was very confusing, um, a little WWE like, uh, which I think might have turned a lot of people off very quickly. Um, and it, the one thing I did like was the whole like human throne. That was kind of cool. But if that's the only thing going for it, then it really doesn't say much. Um, I think there's going to have to be a shift from the gimmick to the wrestling if the Dark Order is going to be considered uh, you know, as a serious team. Um, I think this pay-per-view will show if it's going to carry on. If not, um, they're going to have to bail the gimmick, I think, because it's just going to be a lost cause. But that being said, I, I want the best friends to get the first round by. I really do. But... I have a feeling because they've. It seems like they've invested in the Dark Order gimmick. I have a feeling they're going to be the ones to get the first round by. I think so too. Uh, I think they need to give them the first round by because I feel like they're going to be in the finals against whomever. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the best friends a lot. They've you know, <laughs> Chuck Taylor. <laughs> they're both. They're hilarious. I mean, their video, their entrance video is the weirdest thing in the world, and it's hot dogs and aliens and and weird. I mean, keep- can you think of any other time when a hug gets a gets a crowd pop the way it does? I and mean, they do the Okada like, zoom out. Come on, I know, right? Like, but it's it's great. And that's what, and um, I don't think Chuck and Trent lose anything by no. by having this. Although, like we're saying, like oh, the dark yeah, the dark order has to win because if they lose, then no one's going to care, right? So I think the dark order has to win. The best friends are just they're great. So. Uh, I wouldn't mind just seeing running skits of them doing best friends thing every best friend things yeah. every week. Honestly, um, let's so we're going with, both going the dark order here. Yeah. Okay, let's. You know, you know, well, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Maybe if they realize by the end of the tournament that this dark order thing isn't working, do something where I don't know somebody does hypnosis on them and suddenly like the lights go off, lights come back on, and they're back at the Super Smash Brothers. Well, they can't be because of the name. Oh, well. Super so, Smashing Brothers. Yeah, something Brothers like. of Smashing Things. <laughs> well, they used to be Player Uno and Player Dos. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying, but, like, then that's almost too obvious of just, like, right. we've these guys fucking <laughs> suck. Um, but they're great in the ring. That's yeah, the thing. They're they really good. So I think, like, they need, them winning will overcome all this. Um, and of course you have the built-in gimmick where someone can end up like their mask guy and beat someone up like we saw Jericho mm-hmm. do. Um, yep. let's go to, I'm trying so I guess cause this match is a little colder than anything else. Unfortunately, we're not getting the match promise, which was John Mox, John Moxley yep. taking on Kenny Omega. Um, 
All right, let's before we get into that, what do you think of Mox post WWE? I'm I'm happy with what I'm seeing. I mean, he you, you could see when he when he's out there, he feels a sense of freedom, um, which is understandable. And I definitely I We're definitely not like talking about you, Mike. Don't need to bring yourself into this. <laughs> we know we know you have heat with the office. Uh, it was one mistake. You know that was the thing. I, when when I booked that appearance to be with Tom Pritchard, you know, in you know in in class, you know, it was months before Pritchard got released from the company. You got, so you got heat with Tom. You, you got I, well, heat with Bruce. I, I you got, got heat with Steve Miller. You got heat with everybody, brother. I, I had I, I had heat with. Although actually, in the end, Tom, Tom, my heat with Tom, you know, was good because he still came in, did his thing. But man, the heat in the office I had afterwards. Did uh, you? Was that legit? Oh yeah, I had legit heat. <laughs> I was kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, it, it was legit because during that class, after like Tom was talking. Somebody asked me a question about, you know, what it's like, you know, assisting in the office. You know, I was just answering questions. And then one guy makes a joke like, oh, so, you know, it must be like grunt work getting people their coffee. And I and I joke like, ha ha, I guess so. And the next thing I know, it's on like one wrestling that I said, oh, yeah, work at WWE is like being a grunt. I was like, holy crap, that's completely wrong but wow well, i didn't know yeah. i did not know that story holy shit all right yeah. let's bury it let's talk let's, let's move on <laughs> mike's gonna start crying holy shit and his manischewitz it's just traumatic <laughs> gonna have to get you that manischewitz now buddy okay. uh so who do you got for so what do you so you have you watched any mocks in new japan yes and again like it's great to see him there like it, I'm really happy to see that. Did you see him thrive. try? And, did you see him try and pierce uh, Juice Robinson's eyebrow with his teeth? That was disturbing. I thought it was, was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, yes, but disturbingly awesome. <laughs> yeah, I thought he he looked great, and it sucks that he immerses a serious thing, you know. Yeah, and I've I've read that this is the second time he's had it. Um. Well, he had the thing. Remember, he was supposed to come back. Then he had the infection in mm-hmm. in, in the elbow that almost killed him. Yeah, he was like, he was like, they were like, yeah, you might, you might die, <laughs> like, so he's yeah. getting. That, they said he's already getting that taken care of. He's not going to be there. He's pulled out of Starcast, so he's not going to be there. So there's not going to be yeah. no surprise. Um, I like what I've seen of Mox. I love his stuff with Shooter, Shooter. Oh Uno. yeah, and and like that to me, I'm just like, New Japan, stop working with Ring of Honor, work with AEW. Mm-hmm. I want to see Shooter and Mox together. I just want to see this buddy cop movie play out on TNT. <laughs> Like when you yeah. used to rerun forty eight hours every week. Um, yeah. So in, in his place, we have a guy who was supposed to be on the first show, and that's Pac, the former Adrian Neville. Well, yep. everyone forgets his first name was Adrian. Um, <laughs> so the first, so Pac and Kenny Omega. So the rumor was that Pac was going to show up anyway. Mm-hmm. He was booked for this show. They just didn't pull him out of nowhere. How do you feel about a Pac Kenny Omega match replacing? Mox and Kenny Omega. Mox and Pac. All right. Well, there you go. Didn't Mox, that right. Mox and Pac. Make a good team name. Um, although it sounds like... Mox like and Box. <laughs> Mox and Pac. I mean, it does sound like an acne remover, but it, hey, you know, we could de- go with it. It definitely does. And it sounds like someone from Boston would say, ah, Mox and Pox. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, These are, this is what happens when dads yeah. do podcasts late at night, people. Yeah, we, do, we, get, we break out the dad humor. This is... 
disturbing. It's like hearing myself like, oh, man, I'm like almost 40. Jeez. Same, same. <laughs> I think you're closer to 40 than me. Uh, um, I think so. Yeah, well, I'm turning 39 soon. So. I'm not. <laughs> uh, what's age? It's just a number, right? All right. So so what do you think about this replacement match? Um, I'm 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 good with it. I'm I'm happy to see that Pac is finally going to be in AEW. Yes, I'm disappointed it's not Moxley, but you know what? It's this match. I have no doubt will be a great match. Um, everyone, I know we had our expectations for you know the big confrontation with uh, Moxley and Omega. You know what? I'm good waiting a little while. Yeah. Let that let that simmer a bit, and then the heat will build up. But now we're getting we're getting Neville. We're getting Pac against Omega. This I I don't know if I want to go as far as saying a dream match, but you know what? This is a match I want to see. I want to see this match. I think the Mox match is now better because of that promo Kenny cut. Mm-hmm. Basically oh, saying that was I mean, that might have been one of the that, best things he's ever said. It was it was it was it was awesome because of how brutal it was. I mean, you could you know go with the kayfabe breaking the back breaking the fourth wall everything but you know what he cut in that promo that's the thing we think of when we've seen other wrestlers you know bow out of something or jump ship or you know some find a way out of a match and it's like wow like this is some he made it real he made it real serious I thought you know what that who it reminded me of? It reminded me of a Jericho promo. The uh, I'm just telling the truth. The, when he had when he had the Bon Jovi haircut and he would wear the suits, and <laughs> yep. he would be like, "I'm just telling the truth," and he would tell the truth, and everyone would hate him for telling the truth. Yeah. And 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 that was he took the real life thing. Everyone's like, "Whoa, AEW so stupid." He let Moxley go, and this is what happened. And mm-hmm. he turned that on his ear, saying, "It's not AEW's fault. It's Moxley's fault." Yeah. You know? Um. So who do you have in this one? Um, this one, I'm, I'm stuck because, you know, Omega's, you know, he, he's not, he, he's not on any streak. He's had, he's had, um, both wins and losses. Um, but that's the thing, like now that Pac is there, his first match, do we, I mean, look, I'll be honest. I don't think a win or loss will hurt either of them. It's because both of them are are, are beloved by fans, you know, just happy to see a match between them. Um, so that's why it's hard because whether they win or lose, it's not going to affect them in any way. However, being that this is Pac's first match in AEW, I think a win would benefit him and would show people, hey, we're serious about keeping Pac around. I think with the type of character he has, the bastard character now, mm-hmm. you almost have to have him win. Yeah. Because you want him to gloat. Because the original plan that I've heard was he was supposed to beat Hangman. And the reason he uh, couldn't do it is because he was going to eventually lose to Kenny. And I think that was going to be the title match. Or he they, he was going to lose to Kenny and it was going to be maybe Kenny and Jericho for the title. Or I don't know. But it was somehow he was going to lose to Kenny but he had the belt from Dragon Gate and couldn't drop it. Right. I think you need to have Pac be a gloating bastard he has <laughs> to hold the, he's got to lord this over kenny omega until kenny can beat him mm. and yeah, that's the bigger the bigger pay, payoff would be like i beat you i beat you you know what i mean I, so i go with Pac as well on this one 
So let's go to the match that uh, you know we mentioned it earlier with the chair shot. Um, it will be the perfect ten. Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard in his corner, taking on Cody Rhodes uh, with to be determined in his corner. For, so let's talk about that. Who do we think is going to be in the corner of Cody Rhodes at All Out? Well, you know you got you have Tully Blanchard, so you want to think like who could be on Blanchard's level? And I was thinking because I was you know, browsing through the Starcast roster and just saying you know who's going to be over there, and I had forgotten that Dean Malenko is with AEW. Mm-hmm. And I got thinking, man, I haven't seen Malenko on TV in a really long time. I would love to see Malenko show up in Rhodes Corner. Do you think that would get a reaction, though? Um, you know what? I'm stuck. I'm, you know what? I'm not sure because he's been pretty far removed from from wrestling. Well, well he, he does work for AEW. Right. He, yeah, he, he does work for them, but in terms of like being a TV personality, he's he's never really been... And, I mean, very briefly in WCW, he you know w- was out there, but he never really thrived in WWF, WWE's time. So uh, maybe maybe not... That might not get the reaction that uh, AEW would want. I mean, the, another pick I could think of would be his uh, another four horsemen, uh, Arn Anderson. So that's what I was thinking too. I was just like, but so what they've been building recently in is so Arn I think would be awesome because that would get a huge pop from the crowd. Yep. And then you have the Brainbusters, uh, you know, facing <laughs> off. You have what they've teased is: is it going to be Brandy? Is it going to be Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. or will it be Cody's best friend, M? JF. Uh-huh. Here's what I think may happen while booking scenario. Even if he's not, somehow this whole situation is going to lead to MJF versus Cody mm-hmm. and a big blow up main event feud. Because the way MJF talks so positively, because he hates everybody except for Cody, mm-hmm. I could see him being like, I'm. he is in the corner. He gets involved in the match. He's not in the corner. He still gets involved in the match. But both any way he slices it, he costs Cody the match. Or Cody loses, and MJF uses this as, like, you didn't pick me. My best friend didn't pick me. And that leads to him turning on Cody one day. Hmm. I like that. I, I like because that MJ, MJF isn't booked on this show. That's right. He does not have a match. And some people have another theory of what he's going to do. And I've heard this one is pretty interesting, that they're going to play uh, Cult of Personality, and MJF <laughs> comes out instead of CM Punk, and he says, oh, you wow. effing marks. That you think would, this guy's going to show up? That would be fantastic. Uh, I would I would laugh hysterically. I mean, MJF, is he's, he's embraced this old-school heel persona, and he's turned it up to a level that's it, it, it's like he does it like crafting a masterpiece he, the way he can piss a crowd off is it's like it's a it's a ballet to watch it's beautiful well if have you ever listened to his um 
uh, podcast you did with Jericho? Uh, I have not. Which was an in and out of character. Which he says, I'm not in character, I'm just doing this. But, dude, he he lives that and breathes that every second of the day. And it's insane. So, how do you feel? So, we gotta talk about the chair shot. That was the that was the that is the straw that stirs the drink, and they are not afraid to show that chair shot over and over again. Now I look at it like this: I wasn't a fan of it in the beginning. We know the chair was gimmicked. Uh, we know where he hit him wasn't a dangerous spot, but he did cut him open, and that was unintentional. Yep. How do you? I feel like if that's the only chair shot we see in AEW. That will be one of the most effective uses of a chair shot ever, because it was—it's become so taboo and so against the grain and so not done anymore that it worked. Because it was so heinous that a guy would come in and try and clobber a guy in the head with a chair, knowing what we know about chair shots that I had. Right. And I think the reasons behind Sean Spears becoming a heel. And I knew it the, the moment Cody said he was a good hand in that in that video. I'm like, that's it. I was like, that, that's it. Yep, that's the turn. I think this whole feud has been built great, and Cody no, just signed a contract and walking out. I think this has been built beautifully. What about you? Yeah, I agree. the The way they built the feud, very well done. You know, nothing, nothing too, you know, aside from the ch- chair shot. I mean, it had it has like that build you know after the chair shot big hype simmered down a bit and then gradually building up like hey they're going to collide and you know it has like it's like you're turning the burner on the oven up against like it gets hotter and hotter and here it is and you i agree the way that they had that intro video when they announced sean spears coming to aw and cody's like yeah he'll be all right he'll be a good hand like that very passive and in a way that uh, you know, very subtle, condescending tone, which really, I mean, that doing that for someone that we knew as Ty Dillinger, who should have been so much more in WWE, but never had that opportunity, was purely just a, a numeral gimmick, and now is getting his huge shot in AEW. So having Spears go the full heel turn on Cody, and um, you know, that's the chair shot. That's the thing I. It was very shocking when it happened. I mean, I jumped. I was like, "Holy shit, that yeah. happened!" Yeah. It was like, "Whoa!" But and so, it, but then afterwards, watching it again and again, I'm thinking, "Oh, they did that. They went there." And I wasn't sure how I felt, not about them repeating it, but thinking like, "Oh, could this become part of it? Is this going to be something we expect now that there will be?" massive headshots and i wasn't comfortable with that partly like you said because of what we know chair shots do but also i don't want shock value like that to become so repetitive that it ruins it you know i agree if that's the one chair shot we see and maybe we get something different a couple months down the road i would be fine with that because that shows novelty don't give me a, a gruesome chair shot every month because uh, I'll be like, oh great, next event, next you know, four weeks of television. Oh, we're we're due for something. I don't want to expect it. I want it to. I want it to be unexpected. Um, I mean, I don't want that level of blood again. You know, I know people love seeing blood. You know, makes things serious. But when it's unintentional, that worries me. 
Like sure. it worries it worries me that they were willing to cross the line with a chair shot to the head and now saying like, oh, that drew real blood. Are they willing to do that again? And I don't want them to. I oh, don't. I, I think, oh, no, I don't think you're going to see a chair shot. You might actually in this match. I wonder if you right. will see the receipt, but you're going to see blood in this match for sure. Yeah. Uh, Cody's Cody's gonna coast to coast this <laughs> son of a bitch, I think, because that yeah. Dustin match, oh man, oh yeah, that, that, was, that was crazy, that was nuts. My one concern is like we haven't really seen Sean Spears like legit wrestle, mm-hmm, right. like go out there and have a great match. We haven't seen that before. Nope. And like, if he listens, he's not listening to this. Uh, but it's like, <laughs> do you think he's got it in him? And for a big match like this, I, I, I think he does. Um, I mean, it may not be. I mean, I, I'm hoping the, the hype doesn't dilute it all, where it gets so overhyped, and then people are like, oh, that's all he did. Like, I think he's he could definitely put on a good match. Um, I, 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 like I said, my fear is that the hype may give people this impression that he's gonna. Give this spectacular, you know, re- you know, wrestling clinic. Um, oh, this is going to be a fight. Yeah, it's going to be. That's the thing. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a brawl, like you said. There, ch- chances are there will be blood. Um, I mean, he, look, he put on really good matches in NXT. Um, maybe he had potential to constantly move up and improve. Being we never saw it, eh, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I, I think he can put on a good match. Um, we may not get a good match. Like you said, this is going to be a fight. Um, so we may not get it here. We may have to wait a while before we see if he can, uh, put on a wrestling match. So who you got? Oof. Um, you know what? I, I see Spears going over because they've built this up and I'm not picking Spears because I don't want Cody to have another win, but it's more of if they've built it this far, Spears, if Spears loses, I feel like, well, okay, he's, Cody vanquished another villain, and that's all Spears will be. And then what's left for him? So I, I think Spears needs the win. Yeah, because he's going up against Moxley, I think, in mm-hmm. in one of the TVs. And I, I think you need to build the heels. You need to build these guys yeah. up. And I think having him lose, I mean, you might as well fire him. <laughs> like, no, and I'm not saying just like, what's his purpose then? Right. Like, well, who's, yeah. he gonna, who's he going to go after? Is he, he going to go for the title? I mean, you can't. So I think I think Spears goes over as well, and it might be because he's get Cody gets screwed or there's something you know unintentionally. Yeah. You know, I mean uh, I I do like your MJF theory. Yeah, uh, let's go with okay. So we got Sean Spears. So okay, let's go with the Escalerta de la Muerte. <laughs> Uh, this is the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks in a ladder match, AAA tag team titles on the line. Uh, now I've watched literally every turn, you know, title change of the AAA tag team titles. I saw when uh, Lucha Bros beat uh, Reyes Scorpion and Tejano Jr. Yeah, I watch Mexican wrestling on Twitch, and nice. um, I saw the Lucha Bros destroy them. I saw the Bucks beat them. I saw the, uh, and then I saw the Lucha Bros beat the Bucks to win the titles back in Mexico, and then I saw the rematch of the Six Man in Mexico. So I've <laughs> seen a lot of. There's been a lot of Lucha Brothers, um, Bucks matches. One, are you tired of these matches? Because some people are saying they're getting burnt out with them. Hmm. Um, I'm not. Fe- I'm not feeling burnt out by them. 
Um, maybe because I haven't watched as many as, like, like you said, you know, you you followed a lot in both the the AAA wrestling and um, and with uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, so maybe, and that's the thing. Maybe there are a lot more who have seen more matches with them. Uh, whereas I haven't. I mean, I have seen a lot of the Young Bucks with uh, New Japan, but the combination of the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, um, I'm excited for this match. Um, so I'm not tired or burnt out of seeing these guys um, have another go. And in a, a Escalera de la Marte match, hey Evie, did I get that right? Did I yes, pronounce you it? Did. Oh, good. Oh, no, my my wife just wants to say that I'm wrong anyway. So thanks for that. Um, That's love, wife, baby. Yeah, uh, she speaks fluent Spanish, so I'm so now she stop smiling at me like that, really. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm I'm excited for a match like this. So yeah, I, I don't feel any burnout yet, um, and I'm truthfully I hope I don't because I these guys seem to be the uh, the cornerstone of the tag team division right now. So I'd hate to to see uh, people feel burned out uh, this soon. And you know, AEW hasn't even hit TV yet, so uh, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm just hoping Ray Phoenix does not break something because he yes. almost he almost didn't make this show. Right? Yeah, we heard about that leg injury. Yeah, he had to stop his last match. And he is the most batshit crazy wrestler I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, he's nuts. <laughs> oh, so, uh, the Bucks have promised the craziest ladder match we've ever seen. Now, I saw the Bucks and the Hardys. That ladder war in Ring of Honor oh. the night before the Hardys went back to WWE. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Like, tables were exploding in that match. Like, like they were going through them and they were just exploding. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I feel like this has all the trimmings to be, all the trappings to be a classic. I love both these teams a lot. Lucha Bros probably are my favorite tag team. Um, and I think they retain. Because I don't think that what's the point? What's the point at this point if the Bucks keep beating them in AEW? They right. beat them on the first show. They beat them in the six man. They I think the Lucha Brothers have to win. And if the Bucks even said like we didn't book ourselves to win. Tony Khan booked us to win. You know, <laughs> uh, and and you know I I believe that. Um, but I think the money is the feud keeps going and it's who's the best tag team in the world and the Lucha Bros win and that gives. See, I think what you need is going into TV, the elite has to be hungry. They have to be in the chase. They have to not just come in like, hey, we've beaten everybody, you know? They, they There has to be some, you know, sense of they can be beaten. Yeah, absolutely. In AEW. Like, private party, you're just going to sit there like, oh, there, there's no chance private party's going to win. You need to throw some doubt in there. They just lost, you know? I think like the smart money would be to book Lucha Bros to win. You have more stuff where they can have AAA with the tag team titles. You can have more stuff there. Um, but I think this is going to be this is going to steal the show. It's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling the Lucha Brothers also on this one. Um, having them, you know, defend the uh, AAA tag team championships on AEW, I, I hope I see that more often. You know, with with them as the champions. And I agree, this match will most likely steal the show. Um, hoping Ray Phoenix, you know, doesn't go too crazy and, you know, shatter every bone in his body. Um, but yeah, this this will be the match to watch. And I, I agree also, having the Young Bucks not win this match, um, you know, it sets them down a notch in a good way 
Um, like you said, you know, it makes them hungry, and it shows that they're not this uh, invincible, ta- unbeatable tag team. It shows that, hey, they can be beaten, which then says, hey, any team can win. Any team has a shot. Any team can become AEW Tag Champions. Damn right. All right, let's get into the main, the granddaddy of them all. The first AEW champion will be crowned when, uh, well, not Y2J anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Jericho no. takes on Hangman Adam Page. Now, one thing a lot of people are criticizing is a lot of people don't think, especially after he didn't get the warmest reaction at Fight, uh, fight for the Fallen, that mm-hmm. Hangman Adam Page is not what everyone said he is. He's not that good. He's not ready for the spotlight. And the AEW hasn't built him up enough as a credible challenger. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I can see where the naysayers are coming from because it just it ha- he hasn't been given that big presence in AEW to have people think like, oh, yeah, he, he he's, the, he's world champ material. He's the guy that we, people want to say he's the first AEW champion. And I do believe that. They, there has not been enough focus on Paige. I mean, his, his match, um, his last match um, at, uh, for the Fallen, um, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything that I'm going to say that was... Me- I, I can't really say that it was memorable. Um, it was a good match. And that's what I think is part of it, that he had good matches... But no one's saying, oh, yeah, he had a great match. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. If you think about his time in, in New Japan, a lot of times he, he was teamed up. You know, he was teamed up with people. So, And his even his singles matches, there were always other people there. You never felt that he could carry on his own. Um, I mean, I think it is really good that they're trying to really push Adam Page that he could go on his own. He doesn't need tag teams. He doesn't need stables. But I don't think he's given been given enough time um, to actually show that. So I think that's where a lot of the doubt's coming from. Um, I think one of the problems with Adam Page was, especially that last match, they it was booked to work like, oh, his knee is still a problem. Mm-hmm. But the right. problem is that shows a month and a half before All Out. If that was the TV, if that was the go home episode, or two weeks before All Out. That would have made a lot of sense. Like Kip Sabian worked over that knee. That knee is right. still bad. That works, but and it's a month and a half later. His knee's probably fine. You know what I mean? Right. You they'll probably that, yeah. they'll play into it. I'm sure, but it's like they haven't mentioned it at all. Um, so I I love Paige. I think he's got all the upside to be a main event top notch guy. I thought Ring of Honor should have spent a lot of money to try and keep him. I felt like NXT definitely wanted to have him. And I think this match is going to be really good. I do worry about Jericho a little bit because his match with Kenny wasn't awesome at mm. fight at uh, double or nothing. Um he looked a little out of sh- he looked a little out of shape, looked winded. Yeah, I, I I definitely thought halfway through he he looked gassed. He did. So I'm hoping that's not the case. He feel it looks like like his last few promos he did. He's lost a lot, he's lost weight, um, and put on and, and bulked and muscled up a bit. But like, I gotta say his promo Jericho's promos for this match have been great, unsurprising. Yeah, I mean, Jer- I mean Jericho's he he's he's a master of the mic. He he knows how to cut a great promo, um, and I agree with the concerns. And you know, you, we've seen it 
and you know when he's made his appearances he didn't always look in the best of shape and that new finishing move he has that spinning back elbow i the honestly ju- the, the judas effect the judas effect um the, the way he broke it out against omega eh, it it didn't look good i liked it actually yeah. i uh, i i maybe because i like it because it came out of nowhere and right, it, which is the, the intent of the move. But but you know, the, someone was saying, people were breaking it down. It's like he didn't tease it a hundred times, and then finally hit it. You know, WWE does that a lot. Right, it's always the big tease. Oh, even, the even AEW does that too. It's like oh, oh, here comes the finisher. Oh no, he didn't get the finisher. You know. Um, so, who do you think is becomes the first AEW champion? Uh, I've, I've been bouncing back and forth because on the one hand, it's it's like, hey, do you want the established veteran as the first champion or do you want you know, the younger talent to set the stage for what AEW is going to be? Um, and, and that's the thing, you know, thanks to the internet, I have a feeling no matter who wins, there's always going to be complaints. Yeah, oh, no of course, yeah, like, no that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's good. Oh, of course they went with Jericho because he's Chris Jericho. He's the old guy. You have to have a legend win. And then if Adam Page are like, oh, of course they want Adam Page. He's Cody's guy. They want to show that AEW is a fresh thing. So there's always going to be that criticism. And I'm hoping, you know, the powers of AEW don't get don't get uh, too much stress to figure it out. Um, I don't. I don't think. I think the easy call here is you put the title on Jericho. That yeah. That that is the easy call to say. You know, Jericho should be the first champion. And I'll be honest, it's not a bad call either. Because, and you said before, you know, establishing a base of heels gives the roster people to chase. Having Jericho be the first champion, you know, as TV progresses, you can have a couple people who've been on those winning streaks, because we've talked about how wins and losses count. You can have some of those winners come up and be like, hey, I'm gunning for you. Like, let's say Darby Allin or, or Jimmy Havoc, Janela, one of those guys. Okay, they haven't been on a great streak, but if winning that triple threat and winning some matches on TV, we could see one of them, you know, eyeballing Jericho. Um, or I think that or <laughs> someone else. Um, I'm, I have been weighing it back and forth. Page would be a great. That would be a great victory for him. Mm-hmm. But would it be received well? I don't know if it would be received well. And I I know I don't know that's that crowd like let's talk about the AEW crowds for one second they're bought in on everything that yeah. double or nothing crowd might have been one of the best wrestling crowds I've seen mm-hmm. in, a, in oh, yeah. years uh, they made that show special <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought um, but I think going into TV with Chris Jericho as your champion isn't a bad thing but then again it's just like what's someone posed this like what's better. Jericho coming in as the gloating heel or Jericho as the desperate heel because in his most right. recent video Jericho said um, I, I I need to win this title because if I lose to the hangman the legend of Chris Jericho begins to die and like I was like, like his, his, his time is running out yeah and he's just like and I'm not done yet and he still hasn't gotten his thank you and I could see him just being like that's going to be his thing. I deserve the thank you. I'm your first <laughs> champion. I deserve that thank you. I, I drew all those people. I, I, I sold this house out in Philadelphia or D.C. or wherever. Um, so it would be interesting. I'm going to go with Jericho on this. Yeah. And, um, I, and yeah. I think the number two, I think Paige will have that title one day. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think, like I said, it's you know, it's not a bad idea to have um, <clears throat> to have Jericho go over as the first champion. It's somebody for people to chase. And you know what? It'll give Adam Page some time to maybe get over with the crowd and maybe graduate from being a good wrestler to a great one. So we got to dis- address the elephant in the room, the mm. tattooed elephant in the room, and that is one Mr. CM Punk. Oof. He's going to be at StarCast. That's happening the same day as All Out. Conrad Thompson, who runs StarCast, says there is no way CM Punk is wrestling at AEW. And you know what we know about pro wrestling? Don't <laughs> believe anything. Not, yep. Hey, if you go back to the podcast I did last year for All In, I said there's no way Jericho shows up unless it's a video thing and he puts over the cruise. Well, he showed up. He's he's never yep. going to wrestle for anyone from Vince McMahon. Guess what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we all thought everyone they're all going to WWE. Guess what? Man, happened. Uh, yep. So, Punk's come out there and he's given the same song and dance he's given a few times. Oh, I've received text messages, but I didn't receive a real offer. Um, very repetitive, and what he said. Do you think? Not do you want, but do you think CM Punk shows up at All Out at some point in the night? I think he will. And I'm going to highlight those words, that he will show up. Meaning he will be there. He doesn't have to step into the ring. He doesn't have to punch anyone or wrestle. But I think he will just, he will simply appear... Because we know his 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 grudge against wrestling has stemmed from his grudge with Vince McMahon, Triple H, and WWE, and Cole Cabana, and and well, yes, and now Cole Cabana. Um, that's eh, that's a that's a sad story. Oh, very but, sad. Uh, but um, you know that's the thing. You know, and that came at a time when when people thought of wrestling, people said, "Well, WWE is wrestling." Well, now WWE is not the wrestling anymore now you have AEW and I think just having Punk show up and he could show up smile wave to the crowd and then go back to the locker room and that'll send the message of I endorse AEW and for Punk maybe he'll get some satisfaction saying hey screw you Vince so so uh, what is your thought I, will, will Punk come will we hear a cult of personality Will so, he step through the curtain? It will he if, will he even be in the audience? If he does, it will be at the very final seconds. Mm. Because people are going to be chanting his name the whole night. Yep. And if he shows up at the first thing, people are still going to chant his name the whole night. Right. So I think Jericho wins and he just <laughs> And this <laughs> would be great, just like how Moxley showed up. Uh-huh. Jericho, you know, or or somehow, or Page wins. I could see Page winning because of Punk. Hmm. Where Jericho tries to do something, Punk jumps the rail and helps him out. Uh, or stops him from cheating. And then we have a Punk. So, here's what you do. Page is your champion. Punk and Jericho is, your fir- is a feud. Hmm. So, this way, the two old guys get to fight. But, if I'm Punk, you know... And I'm not. 
a lot of people say he has no interest. People, it depends who you talk to. You hear, oh, he has no interest. Well, then what was that video a few months ago where he was coming into shows and hitting GTSs on people? Right. Under a mask. Um, people said that's not the first time he's done that. Um, I know he has a movie coming out, and I could see, and I suppose there was that rumor that his agent called Fox Sports 1 about him being on the WWE panel show, which I doubt. Um, but I could see it happening. And that would, and honestly, if I'm AEW, you want him there because now you have one of the ultimate reasons why you need to tune into that first episode over NXT. CM Punk's back. And imagine he just comes in the ring, does something, and says, See you Wednesday. See you October 2nd. And everyone's like, Shit. Yep. That's how you end it. And people will hate him because they hate him. Oh, he's a dick. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> Who cares? Um, wrestling's wrestling. Just watch it. Um, it's like, I can see him coming out. If he doesn't come out, people will say it's a failure. The AEW could not, and Tony Khan with all his money could not get him to come out. Would would if he doesn't, would you be disappointed? I'd be a little disappointed, but I it wouldn't change my opinion of AEW because we know CM. I mean, people should know. Everyone should know that Punk has portrayed himself to be this jaded individual who's you know been traumatized by his wrestling experience that if he doesn't show up it really shouldn't affect AEW or any promotion it should just be all right punk decided not to show up and that's his choice and that's not even a knock on punk it's just punk not wanting to participate which yeah, is fine yeah, he doesn't he, have to <laughs> no yeah, one's he, twisting his arm he's almost 40 if he's not 40 already i mean i'm sure he doesn't mind his body not hurting all the time I can imagine, yeah. You know, so it's like, I could see it. But, uh, man, it would be cool. It would be cool. Like you said, it would be cool for him to come and just say, you know, see October 2nd, and that'll be be the the button that makes people tune into AEW over NXT. So let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. What do you think? AEW versus NXT on Wednesday nights. We knew Vince McMahon was going to do it. It yep. wasn't, and you know, it wasn't. It was no secret. We we all kind of figured that. Do you? Uh, you I take it you're an NXT fan. Mm-hmm. I am. Are you worried about NXT being a two hour show on the USA Network? Um, I'm a little concerned, but I have seen online that you know the booking for NXT should not change. That Vince, for now, is not going to be involved, which I'm happy about. Obviously, making the move to USA, they may have to make some production changes. I'm hoping that it does. It means that they're not going to fall into the routines that Raw and SmackDown fall into. Um, but it also tells me that out of all of WWE programming, they have realized that the only program able to stand up to AEW is the NXT program. And I feel that if they if they w- would have moved SmackDown up against AEW, SmackDown would be crushed. There is no way SmackDown would be able to compete with AEW. So NXT was definitely the smart move, and it's definitely going to be a Wednesday night war. It's going to be tough. Although the one thing that's different is, and actually as I mentioned before, everything's streaming, DVR, like, 
it's not where it was back in the 90s where you had to pick a channel or uh, set your VCR to record something while you're watching the other channel. You can, you know, watch one and then watch the hour later. Well, one thing also is NXT is going to be on the WWE Network on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. so, a little bit of overkill. Well, they kind, you know, they kind of had to, because the international viewers are like, do we have to? Because they supposedly, right. I guess they have to wait wait thirty days for Raw, and so or SmackDown or thirty days or X amount of days for Raw and SmackDown to show up. It's quite a while. Yeah. So, so people were like, seriously, we're gonna have to wait because you're going up against an AEW. We have to wait. 30 days for NXT. NXT is not big enough in regards to like that, you know, Monday Night Raw SmackDown that has that 20 plus year cachet mm -hmm. that everybody else does. So it's like they have to keep that audience. Right. So, I mean, man, it's, it's going to be, my worry is like, I think it's a good move for NXT because there's a lot of talent that is not getting TV time. Yep, and they now can they tell stories. Have. I mean, they just did that breakout tournament with eight guys. It's just like, oh yeah, we signed all these dudes. <laughs> oh, we haven't just established who their characters are, but you know, here they are. Oh yeah, Angel Garza rips his pants off, which you, which I knew about because I had seen him in Mexico. But like, it's mm -hmm. like, why the hell is he doing that? Because he's a he's a hot dude. That's why. <laughs> the ladies are gonna love him. <laughs> but it's like, I'm just worried that they're what they're gonna do is they're gonna be like, this week it's Becky Lynch. This week it's here's this guy. Like, right. The smart money would be. A main roster WWE talent would be like someone like Apollo Cruz who's coming to like rehab and is like like get over again. You know what I mean? Looks or, like what they're doing with uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Yeah, and and then uh, you know supposedly the rumor was they were looking at Enzo and Cast to come back, um, but that's not happening. No, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. Well, although Cass, I saw a, a clip of him at a recent indie show and he's in shape. And it's the shape is not circular; it's not round. Yeah, well, listen. Some of us, <laughs> some of us have an ab. You know, man. We gotta. You know, I'm not gonna hate on that. Um, but it, it's when, like, I want them to use those cameos, like territories would use Andre the Giant, where it's mm -hmm. just like, I need a partner, and I'm bringing this person. I'm bringing. You know, it's a woman. You know, it's the women's division. I'm bringing Becky Lynch to help me out. Uh, or I went there and I talked to Finn Balor, and he's coming yeah. back to NXT. That's cool, and you use him in a tag team match. Or I, you know, there's a bounty on someone's head, and um, <laughs> Rusev is coming in. Or um, we're gonna. I don't want them to come like Braun Strowman to come in and roll through Velveteen Dream. That yes, that would or be a I don't, or match. or the Undisputed Era. You know what I mean? It's just like you can't devalue those guys just to get your mainstream fan to go to NXT. That's what I don't want. Yeah, and that's definitely a valid concern because, listen, it's WWE. We, the, it, it wouldn't shock if, uh, you know, and this I dread the most. I mean, although there probably would be some entertainment from it if Roman Reigns ever showed up on NXT, for, forget, the, forget the, the fans cheering him. That'll instantly kill it. I mean, I don't want Roman Reigns on NXT. I feel like Roman Reigns' reputation is not what Roman Reigns' reputation was four years ago. True. That is uh, true. So, I mean, but if he came in as the mystery partner for um, Pete Dunne, for example, and, hey, hey, we look, Roman Reigns put over Buddy Murphy. I mean, he beat he, Buddy Murphy, but he he made he Buddy Murphy. Over, yeah. He made Buddy Murphy look like a fucking star, you know what I mean? So it's like he's willing to put guys over. He always has. 
it's not his fault that WWE just <laughs> didn't want to, yeah. you know, make him a show he could actually work with people. Um, but uh, what are you watching live, and what are you catching on DVR? Um, gonna be honest. Uh, at the onset, I'm going to watch AEW. I want to. I want to be there when they go live, and I want to see what happens. And listen, I'll catch up on NXT. Which the thing is, you know, it's something I'm already used to. I don't always watch NXT Wednesday nights when they, you know, put on the new show on the network. I usually watch it maybe Thursday night, Saturday night. I barely uh, watch it. To yeah, be honest with you. Oh. you know why? Because I get the I see the spoilers online, so I know what the I know what the storyline is. Right. So and that, and that's another thing that you know could change, and people may want to tune in, or they may wait for it to be on the network. And I th- I think uh, I mean like I said at the onset, I'm definitely going to be tuning into AW. I want to see what they've got. Um, if it, you know, let's see how it goes for a month. Maybe my opinion might change. Or if AEW turns out to be as good as the hype is, I may stick with AEW and NXT. I'll just catch up on the network like I usually do. For me, it's definitely I'm definitely catching NXT in those first two weeks. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, I want to see what. But again, like you said, I know the product. I know what I'm going to get. I know what type of matches, what quality of matches I'm going to get. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to DVR that. I'm going to look at the new thing where I don't know what they're going to be like on TV. Um, and supposedly there's a whole bunch of stuff on their TV show with the, you know, quote-unquote analytics and the wins and losses and, like, analysis and stuff like that, more sport-based. I'm like, all right, I want to see how that works. Yeah. And maybe, you know, but if I hear there's a hot match happening on NXT, you know, maybe I'll flip over during commercial break. You know what I mean? To me, I think you know who loses in this. I think WWE mm-hmm. loses because for me, yep. I'm going to be like, screw it. I'm just going to watch Wednesday Night Wrestling. I don't care about Raw and I don't care about SmackDown. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, it's it's because I mean everyone's been saying it's it's now the Wednesday Night War, and yep. that tells you that the sh- the focus is going to shift away from Raw and SmackDown and. And it, it is bad for WWE because they've been trying to get focus back on SmackDown because for many years it, it wasn't even a B show. It was, it was a C, D rate show. But the last and two it, years of SmackDown, yeah. TV had been very good. It, it did Exactly. It did get better. And now You're the focus the graveyard is... Exactly. Friday nights. No, who's like the, they, I'm not watching Friday night. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, I can't. Um, <laughs> Shomer Shabbos, brother. Exactly. Um, and that, and that and that's that's a little upsetting because they worked hard to get SmackDown back to the B show, and hey, maybe at times even considered the A show, and now that's all gone. Yeah, and is then that, where and does it leave Raw? Yeah, and Raw has been uh, Raw. You know, I have to say, the last few weeks Raw hasn't been bad at all. I think it's been pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yep, it has it has gotten better. Has um, it? There's been a little less Baron Corbin, although. The the he's, meme of Cor- of King Corbin floating around is pretty funny. I have he, to admit, he's going to win the King of the Ring. <laughs> I mean, King Bacon. Uh, King Bacon. Come on, you know that, that joke is over with Rob. <laughs> Rob Williams, <laughs> Rob Crowther, who constantly quotes that he's like it's Bacon Robin. I'm like, I'm glad right. one dude likes yes. that joke. Um, if I can reach one person, you, and you did, and you did. <laughs> Uh, so it's I think it's a matter of like you know I don't like but if I miss Raw like I'm not exactly like sad about it yeah 
Like when so- I missed like Sasha Banks' return, I'm like, shit, I missed that. All right, let me go back and watch that. You know what I mean? Because I was walking my dog, and uh-huh. like, but the most part, I'm just like, all right, cool, it's three hours, I can miss it. Like, but AEW right now, like, like I said, it's the new thing, it's new hip thing. Like, I want to see what they're doing and how it launches. And for me, it's like I, I almost feel like you got, kind of got to support it because it's like. If AEW goes under, you go back to WWE, and it's just like it's the same shit we've been watching, and it's mm-hmm. the same par- it's the same thing, you know. Yep. And we get to see Cody and the Bucks go to AEW, WWE, and to watch them, you know, get a WCW treatment. I mean, that doesn't yep. sound fun. Nope. So, all right, man. So that that is that is our all out preview and predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a spoiler for everyone, my predictions are usually 100% wrong. So <laughs> everything that Mike picked against me is going to happen. Um, CM Punk is not is going to is going to show up in the first match. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to show up. He, he'll, gonna, be, he'll be guest timekeeper. <laughs> he's going to he's going to wrestle Dustin Rhodes in a, in a bull rope match. It's going to be a 45 minute snooze fest. Um, and Leo Ru- and Leo and Leo Rush is going to be the oh, special guest wrestler. No, that uh, will not happen. Um, uh, okay, so uh, Mike, where can people uh, find you on social media, man? Um, these days, I'm I'm still uh, I'm still on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, Omega X80, um, and of course, you know, constantly uh, writing when and where I can for the Pop Break. So you can always find my columns there. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, kind of stalk social media, Facebook and Twitter every so often. I have not quite gotten the hang of the Instagram, so it's not going to happen there. Um, yeah, we're going to be writing a lot more wrestling this year, man. Now we got yeah, now we it's going to be a lot of wrestling. Four shows plus, you know, you, you know, you got the New Japan stuff still happening. Yep. You still have MLW, still have Impact, yep. which has been very good, but no one watches because <laughs> only I get pursuit. Um, <laughs> It's been really good if you can find Impact, man. It's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then, uh, NWA. NWA is going to try something. Friggin' NWA is back. Out of nowhere. I, I think I don't even know where they're going to air their show. It's going to be a studio show out of the PBS mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, that's wild. Like, right now, NWA has five guys in it. And <laughs> five guys and Allison K. Uh, yeah. So, we'll see. They're not working with Ring of Honor anymore. Ring of Honor is still going somehow. Yeah, I, that shows. That, that's the most disappointing of them all. Like Ring of Honor, so long ago, back watching at the Rexplex. Like you thought, man, this is going to be the future. And yeah, it's it's the future, but all their guys are not with Ring of Honor anymore. And Ring of Honor seems to be floundering. Yeah, I mean, I was there at the Garden, and New Japan had a hell of a show. Ring of Honor did not have a good show. Nope. And st- since then, I think New Japan was kind of on the schneid after the whole. I feel like after Wrestle Kingdom, where Naito didn't win, and then there was the whole is the are the elite leaving. I thought New Japan kind. I was about to cancel my New Japan World subscription, and then I kept it because I forgot to cancel it. And then the <laughs> the cup happened that was decent, and then I saw the Garden Show, and I was like, wow, this yeah. is pretty great. And then Best of Super Juniors was amazing, and like and this year's G One was oh, real, was incredible. It was outstanding. Even even in Dallas, with not a ton of people there, it was it was crazy good. So there's a lot of great wrestling out there. So we want you, and we'll be covering as much of it as we can. I think Mike, you and I, and others on this site will be having more podcasts coming up because there's too much wrestling to just leave to one podcast every few months. Um, oh, you know, there's, there's something I forgot. I forgot something. You know, we we're talking about potential surprises, what you got? and I got and I got thinking of something. 
If you say Hulk Hogan, I will stop this podcast right now. Oh no! no don't worry. I wasn't gonna go with Hogan. I I, I would not put. I would I would not you know cast a cloud over anything with that with that individual. Um, you know he he's he's blocked me on Twitter by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. He has blocked you on Twitter. I'm, oh, he's like, hey dude, what's going on? I blocked Michael Dworkus. HH. <laughs> I like it's. I, I, I mean, I, I get a sense of pride that that I'm really trying to. I think there was one thing I said. I'm trying to remember. It was must have been years ago or something that I wasn't a Hogan fan, and I guess someone's like, "Hey, Hulkster, this guy here, he don't like you. You better block him." Like I, I take brother, that as like H-H. a badge, of, badge <laughs> of honor. Like that's a badge of honor that Hulk Hogan, you know, is personally blocking me like that's that's something there but not he's, the surprise i was going for but. he's listening to this podcast he's like that's son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know i was really thinking man you know something that you know is a little a little close to home heidenreich no stop it <laughs> stop it i mean no, he's, he doesn't wrestle anymore but, two he was fucking terrible I, three but c number two <laughs> Listen, they put Glacier on there. I mean, and that was hilarious. But he's also like right? that dude. By the way, if you ever listen to him talk, I'm like, why do you not do voiceovers? Um, is uh, <laughs> that worked because he's like he helped train Cody. But like at the same time, it's like it was that's a one off. Like I would never yeah. want to see Heidenreich ever. Like yeah. if you said Paul London, who you've also interviewed, I'm like, oh, right. that'd, be, that'd be cool. Paul London would be cool. And he's too. He was the executive. He was a producer on Lucha Underground, so that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so for me, if people want to follow me online, I'm at BodkinWrites, where I'll just normally be, I just talk about wrestling on that Twitter. And uh, But most importantly, what I would love for you to do is every day, go check out thepopbreak.com. You can see people like Mike writing all the time, talking a lot about wrestling, talking AEW, WWE, and like I said, all the other companies. We're going to talk a lot more coming in the fall. Of course, we also do movies, TV, music, comic books, um, lots of great stuff coming up. Um, and check out thepopbreak.com on Facebook forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out, at popbreak.com, on, all spelled out on Twitter. And we're at the popbreak on the Instagram, which one day Mike will learn how to use. So we're going to be all in for All Out on Saturday. It's going to be on Bleacher Report Live. It's going to be available on pay-per-view. Of course, the buy-in is going to be on YouTube. Hopefully, it works this time. <laughs> and there's no random or no random closed captioning, which just sounds like it's coming from Mel Mac. There's a little ALF reference for everyone. And, uh, you know, so I hope you enjoy wrestling this weekend. Of course, don't forget, you got NXT UK uh, TakeOver Cardiff. And then there's New Japan uh, Royal Quest, which is on Fight TV. So there's a lot of stuff happening this weekend. It's going to be awesome, and there's so much awesome wrestling going out there. Be positive about wrestling, people, because it's super cool. So it for, is cool. It's a good time to be a fan. It's the best time to be a fan, man. So for the Hebrew Hammer, Michael Dworkis, my name is Bill Bodkin. Thank you for hanging out with us. <laughs>